2: Good evening, CFL fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 256. Wow, it's like a computer chip. Anyhow, it is week two. We're going to do a preview. Uh, We're a little short-staffed tonight. Um, Chris got called into work, and Mark is doing his typical whining and crying, saying he has to work late and up early and everything else, so... They're supposed to send in their picks for the football games for this weekend. And if they don't do that, well, you snooze, you lose. We'll see what happens. So we got Will. We got Charles. We're going to talk some football. All sorts of things that are happening. Uh, we got a bunch of things that we're going to talk about in the show. Uh, I, just, I cannot believe the collective stupidity of some human beings. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But unbelievable. You know, you screw up. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you screw up, you have to deal with the consequences and don't whine and cry about it because I'm sorry. You know, I screw up. I man up. I take responsibility for what I've done and say, you know, I'm sorry. But no, not everybody can do that. Some people have to complain and um, what's the word? Expand on the on, on the truth uh, exaggerate, to whatever else we can. Anyhow, uh, we'll get to that in a bit. We got we got a couple of stories that are just fit this one right up right to a T. And we'll see what's going on. Terrell Owens, really? Come on. Okay, so uh, let's open up the mics here and uh, Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Good evening.
3: I'm just I'm just wonderful because we get to watch football this weekend. What what more is there to life? And watching football on the weekend
2: It kind of sucks when your team's on the bye
3: Well That's true But at least You're not going to lose this weekend
2: And you're not going to win this weekend We're not going to lose this weekend
3: Nope
2: And
0: I don't have to make a homer pick
3: And I mean if you think about it Ottawa didn't play last week And they're in first place In the east so hey There you go
0: that's true that story. Means if,
3: that means if Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, and Saskatchewan lose this weekend, BC's in first place in the last.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah, no, I don't think so.
3: Good luck with that.
2: That's not true. That's not really how that works. Okay, well, so. it is
3: according to Ottawa being in first place right now, so they didn't lose. Yeah, play but that's Haas because Street. they how didn't they in-
2: lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Okay, well neither and, has
3: uh neither has BC.
2: Correct. Lost correct. Either. And the other teams wouldn't have lost, but because they have won, it would go by points.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm just putting down Chris's scores here in the book so that I can uh tell you guys when we get up to it and it's that time to do it. So anyhow, how you doing, William? I'm doing I'm doing fabulous,
3: fabulous, fabulous, good. fabulous. I've had a horrible week, but I'm doing fabulous. Wow, this is
2: good so, football, uh, and that's a good thing. Charles, your mic is yep. open, by the way. How you doing, yeah.
1: brother? I'm doing all right. I'm enjoying it. Uh, we've had a freaking heat wave down here for the last three days, but I guess it's way better than pouring rain. So.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty good with is. that. We we are very dry up here right now. It's been hot and dry and nothing happening. We had a thunderstorm go by this afternoon watching the lightning strikes. Now we have 6 new fires. All good. All good. Yeah. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. But no, you know, not really, I guess no. it comes with the territory. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So, we're going to ready to talk some football cuz that's what we should be doing cuz why not? what we're made of. So the first game up this week is going to be the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going over to Ottawa. Now, okay, we're not going to talk about what happened, the incident at, at, in Ottawa today. So we're going to talk about the game or the preview to the game. And when is this game, actually? Is it uh, tomorrow, Thursday night game, tomorrow. or is it a Friday it night is, is
0: game?
3: It is tomorrow, It's tomorrow. It's
2: tomorrow. Okay. Guess I should bring up my CFL schedule here. I can do that. So, Saskatchewan Ottawa. Chris has taken Saskatchewan 25-18. Is he on the right page of things there? Will, do you think he's, Saskatchewan's going to do this or do you think Ottawa's going to step up? They haven't lost yet this well, season. They're under Ottawa is undefeated.
3: But Trevor Harris is still banged up. So, and I mean, Saskatchewan is going to be shut down defense tomorrow night because it's been announced that Deron Carter is going to play full time cornerback. So, there you go. And Deron, I'm sure Deron believes he'll be a shut down guy for sure. So
2: he's shut
0: down, you
3: know, all right? I, well, I I can't believe I was I was listening to the waggle today and James Sabolsky. It's great that David Sanchez is on there, but when David Sanchez is not on there, the show sucks. And James Sabolsky was saying, just going on and on and on about how Deron Carter intercepted Bo Levi Mitchell last year and ran the ball in for a touchdown. But he didn't say it was a nothing game because that's what it was. So now he believes that Deron Carter is going to be the next coming. I'm thinking... I'm thinking defensive MVP this year for sure. Okay.
2: Well, I, I, you know it's ridiculous. If, if, if you read the uh, uh, Jamie Nye, who is p- pretty much a uh, a writer homer, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. I think right? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so he's got the weekly predictor. Expect an upset in week two. Now he's talking about the Saskatchewan. Ottawa game, and he says, "Will the Red Blacks try to exploit a matchup on the outside with receiver Dante Spencer against Duron Carter, who's making the move to defensive back?" This is funny as hell. So
3: that would yeah. be that would be ideal.
2: Yeah, he's uh, Jamie. Yeah. Nye is picking uh, the the Riders to win this with a ninety percent confidence rate. So, of course, he is. Of course he is. So, Will, who's going to win this game? What's going to happen? Anything interesting? What's the score?
3: Well, you know what? Trevor Harris is banged up. Um, Ottawa is Ottawa. I don't think much of their – well, Trevor Harris, I don't think much of him. Um, They got some good receivers. They got a good running back. I'm just curious to see what their defense will do under – Come on, what's his name? Their new uh, defense coordinator, Noel Thorpe. What do we do under Noel Thorpe? So I got a feeling everybody's going to pick Saskatchewan. So I'm going to just go against the flow here, and I'm going to say Saskatchewan 27 and Ottawa 33. 33-27
2: 33 27 20 for the red blacks. Is that what that's what you're calling, right? That's Perfect. Correct. Okay. And anything interesting going to happen in the game? No?
3: Well, you know, maybe maybe Carter is going to get beat for four touchdowns. That would be ideal. That would be a really well, wet choice? dream, okay? Yes, it would so, be.
2: So So yeah. Trevor Harris yeah. is banged up. Does that mean he's not playing?
3: No, it doesn't mean he's not playing. He had another week to heal and they didn't think it was that big of an injury, but you can never tell how big an injury is because these guys don't tell anybody anything. So, But I'm thinking he's playing. They haven't said he's not playing and I'm sure that if he's not playing, they're not going to announce that till whenever they have to, 24 hours before the game, which they should have had to do that already, right? So I would assume he's going to play.
2: Okay, so we really know the Would extent you, of his bang
3: up. Uh, yeah. Would you like to know Mark's score for that game, sir? Well yeah. Okay.
2: Mark well
3: I guess because he couldn't get a hold of any of you guys and I'm his buddy. We're Winnipeg brothers, okay? There you go. i am insulted Mark. Thought, no,
2: I'm just kidding. He thought I'm you not, were I, out
3: shucking he thought you were out shucking sheep or something, Christopher.
2: No, I was putting tracks on an excavator. Oh, okay. It didn't go out well. Okay. I knocked myself unconscious. That's, not good. I I, I well, that's not good. I I pulled a willy. I pulled a willy.
3: You fell off your tractor and broke your head?
2: No, I was using a two by six and I was prying up the the track and I stuck it underneath the counterweight on the excavator while I picked up the other side of it and it slipped out and came at me like a catapult and smacked me aside the head, knocked me out. I'm laying on the ground. I wake up, go, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Now I got this really bad headache. Yeah. Okay. Everybody wants to take me to the hospital. I I don't like hospitals. Uh-huh, I'd rather no, go to jail. You
3: know, I mean, hey, can you can you look in your ear? And if you can look in your ear and see out the other side, you're good.
2: No, I well, I can't look at my ear, but I'm not seeing double, and you know everything's not. It's only fuzzy if I don't have my glasses on.
3: And that's normal, right?
2: That's normal. Yeah, that's normal. So I'm good. Okay. I, I should be okay. Anyway, Mark yeah.
3: wet all Pick Saskatchewan, 27, Ottawa, 21.
2: Okay. Charles. Uh, you. Well, Saskatchewan
1: was, uh, I thought, a pretty impressive. Uh, well, I guess impressive is not really the word, but they got the job done against Toronto last week. Now, they're at home, and we all know they're a different team at home. I think they always have... Um, played better at home than they do on the road. Um, I also think that Ottawa is a very good home team, and their rest, they played uh, last week. Uh, they, or excuse me, they had the bye last week, so they didn't play. Um, but in, I'm just thinking here that i got to see more from Zach Caleros before I'm totally confident picking the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, he had a good first week. But I want to see that that's more the rule than the exception, and uh, I think that the Trevor Harris and the um, Red Blacks are going to want to want to get off to a good start at home in their home opener. Uh, they haven't played, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Ottawa in this one. I think Ottawa is going to win at home. I think they're going to be inspired by their home home crowd. We know that the uh, the crowd in um, in Ottawa is normally very, very good. Uh, and I think they're going to take some inspiration in that, and I think that the uh, Red Blacks are going to win this one in a close one. I'm going to say Red Blacks, uh, 27, Rough Riders, 24.
4: Okay.
2: Yeah, since we don't really have any update or information on Trevor Harris and, and nobody's come out and said he's not playing or anything else, I don't know how banged up he really is. So I'm not going with that one. And I think Ottawa is going to be a lot better team than what anybody anticipates them to do. So I am going to pick the Red Blacks here, but I'm going to do it on a 21-14. to 14. I don't think Saskatchewan really has the um, – Firepower on offense right now To do much more than that So I'm going with Ottawa 21-14 That's a decent split there We kind of need another person in here to make it a tie Should we go no, up Never mind Sorry uh, Um. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, no No <laughs> Okay wow. Yeah, I know I know, I know Okay, so the next one up here. Can, give me Mark's score here for the Winnipeg Montreal game. Obviously, he's Winnipeg, picking Winnipeg.
3: Montreal is going to be 23 for Winnipeg and 11 for Montreal.
0: Hmm.
2: Wow, okay. He doesn't have much faith in Drew Willie then, does he? Does anybody? No. I okay. mean, really, does anybody? No. Okay. Okay. So Chris picked Winnipeg twenty-five eleven or twenty-five ten. Mark's got them twenty-three eleven. Will picking Winnipeg what picking Chris, Montreal.
3: Chris, you said Chris was twenty-five ten.
2: Twenty-five ten for Chris, and Mark is twenty-three
3: eleven. Wow. Okay. Well, once again, <laughs> if Winnipeg. Loses to Montreal I will not pick Winnipeg again This year Okay, (laughs) And I'm going to probably say that About every single team this year Because nobody And I mean nobody Should lose to Montreal this year Nobody Because they're not very good
2: Yeah but you you you, can't say
3: that Well Drew Willie did look pretty decent In the first time I did manage to watch the DC Montreal game Eventually Well, first quarter, first quarter and a half. And, uh, you know, and then he just, you know, it just didn't work anymore. And I don't know if that was the uh, BC defense uh, kind of figuring things out. Let's just assume that's what it was. But, I mean, he is something that resembles a quarterback, which they haven't really had anything that resembles a quarterback in the last couple of years. Um, Darian Durant included. Um, But I'm going to... I don't have a choice. So I have to pick Winnipeg, and I am going to pick Winnipeg. I think a game under his belt, Chris Stevler or Chris Driebler, has got more experience now, guys, right? So I'm going to go Winnipeg, 29, Montreal, 14.
2: Okay. So things here, Will, just to mention – Montreal now has game film on Stridler too, right? So yep, the, the honeymoon there might end pretty quick. But on your comment about any team in here actually losing to Montreal this year, um, let's hypothetically say they're playing Ottawa and Trevor Harris is out. They don't have a backup QB. You know they got
3: enough. they've got they've got they've got Dom Davis.
2: They got Dom Davis. Okay,
3: okay? right. So. And if you think, well, hold on. If you think about it, way back when when Winnipeg got rid of Drew Willie, they brought in Don Davis. And yeah, they got rid of him right away, too. too. Well, no, he was there for two years, three years, and now he's in Ottawa. So, And he did look good in the preseason. I just, yeah. think, I just think Montreal is that bad. I really do. And I don't know if I've Ever seen a team that looks as bad as they do right now? And I might get in trouble for that, but sorry. Um, you know, on the other hand, no, not for you me. To, you can you can look at it this way. You know, last week Winnipeg almost beat Edmonton, but they gave up three hundred plus yards in passing, which or four hundred plus yards in offense, which that's not very good for a defense. Okay, so. You know, is Winnipeg's defense as porous as, and, and it shouldn't be because they got freaking Adam Big Hill. Okay, right? but, but I and they, Chandler, I, I, and, and
0: right, Jay, who I else? still you think,
3: got... I still think it's Winnipeg's. Yeah, I still think it's Winnipeg's defensive system, and no matter what Mark says, um, Richie is Richie Hall is still the defensive coordinator, and that's a mistake. Sorry, so, but I'm still going to pick Winnipeg because I think Montreal's bad.
2: No, nobody on this show is going to argue with that comment. Okay, nobody. I think we've all done a Richie Hall shit on at some point in time. Yep, but he shouldn't he shouldn't be coaching in the CFL anymore. Okay, Charles, Winnipeg, Montreal, going out on a limb, picking Montreal. <laughs>
1: yeah uh sure uh no um yeah I agree with will that richie hall is a bat is not very good at his position, you know who else isn't very good at his- con- position kahari Jones and he's the offensive coordinator of the Montreal Alouettes and drew Willie's the quarterback yeah, I know they got off to a quick start uh last week against B.C., But the BC defense figured them out pretty quickly, and I think that's going to be a trend for defenses across the league this year. Am I going to say that Montreal is going to win every game or is going to lose every game? No, of course not. Uh, But they're going to lose quite a few uh, because, quite frankly, they don't have much there, I would say. I think this is a, a... Bad matchup, obviously, even with Chris Trevler. Uh, he's getting lucky here because for the first week he's playing Edmonton, but they're in a, a crazy uh, storm. So that kind of gets thrown all into hell. And then this week he gets to play Montreal, which is almost like the free space on a bingo board. Um I think uh, Montreal is going to lose this one again, obviously. I think Winnipeg is going to uh, pull this one out. I don't think Winnipeg is going to put up a lot of points. I don't think they need to. Montreal only got 10 last week, and they were all in the first quarter. So um, my guess, I'm going to uh, go out and I'm going to say Winnipeg is going to defeat Montreal by a score of, I'm going to say,
2: 17-6. to 17-6. to six. It's going Wow. going to be a low-scoring one. Okay. So, going back to Jamie Nye's predictors, okay? Usually a rookie quarterback can surprise a team without a lot of film, but I'm going to slide over to a home team with the ability to pick apart tendencies in the film room in the CFL's first big upset of 2018. Montreal is going to win this game, according to Jamie Nye.
1: Okay, good luck with that.
2: <laughs> good luck with that. Now, if we go over to the experts, because I know there are some somewhere. Uh, wasn't this posted a little while ago? Here here it is. We've got uh, Jamie Nye, Pat Steinberg, Matthew Cause, Marshall Ferguson, Chris O'Leary, and Jim Morris. Uh, Jamie Nye and Jim Morris are both picking the Alouette.
1: Wow. I'm surprised okay. they get one to pick them, let alone two.
2: Yeah, they got two to pick the Alouettes. There's no way in hell I am picking the Montreal Alouettes to win a game this year. It's just not going to happen. But I think Mo- Winnipeg is going to. Sh- this is going to be a bit of a bounce back game for them. Uh, they did lose last week, and I think they're going to come out with a little bit of determination, and they're going to put a beat down on Montreal. And I think they're going to come out with uh, about 39 points, and they're going to keep Winnipeg or Montreal down around the 12 mark. So I think we're all kind of 6, 14, 11, 10, 12. We're all pretty much there. I went really high on my Winnipeg score. You guys are all fairly conservative, so I might actually win one here. I might win one. I'm not going to hold my breath.
3: So what's your score?
2: Uh, 39-12. Are oh. you writing them down this year, Will? Yes, I am. Did you not notice that I sent you the spreadsheet?
3: No, no. Did you?
2: Yeah, I sent it after okay, after cool. the show. I, I I did a real nice spreadsheet, and I sent it out and put it out to the to, on our podcast group and and uh, yeah, but you didn't okay didn't I'll pay attention to, right.
3: I'll have to. It's on it's on our it's on our, our CFL thing here. Is that what you're telling me?
2: Where we always talk. Yes, I had put it, it's called week okay. one. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow,
3: well, usually a, right after the show, I go to bed. Okay, so. Yeah, but you usually look at the
2: thing the next day. Never mind. We're set bickering like a couple of old ladies. Okay. Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. We're just a couple of old men. Crotch the old men. Okay, so let's uh, move on to the next game and see what's going on. Oh, where'd that come from? Hamilton I don't know if you saw this or not. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say Chris
1: said he'll be on in about half hour. I just noticed that here.
2: Yeah, no, I did notice that. Oh, Hamilton Tiger Cats are going to Edmonton to play the Eskimos. Now, I don't know which is going to be a bigger beatdown Winnipeg over Montreal or Edmonton over Hamilton. Uh, too many people like this Mazzoli, and uh, it's kind of funny. So, the weekly predictors, where are they here? Um, <clears throat> Pat Steinberg has taken the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Everybody else has picked the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh Jamie Nye has uh picked them uh, with 66% confidence is he's picked the Eskimos. Riley did throw for over 400 yards in the last game against uh Winnipeg. Winnipeg. So, yeah. And uh, Brandon Banks was disappointing after believing he could eclipse the 2,000 yard receiving in the off season. He said he is going to hit 2,000 yards receiving this year. Brandon Banks. He's too short. Yeah. <laughs> too big of a mouth. <clears throat> what a loser. I don't know who I hate worse, Duron Carter or, or Brandon Banks. I'm pretty sure it's Brandon Banks. I think I can almost tolerate Duron Carter. Brandon Banks, I have no use for. Wish he'd leave my league. Okay, so Mark's scores for this one were was what? Will.
3: Oh, what does Mark want this time? He's
0: Mark Edmonton.
3: wants. He is taking Edmonton. And he is taking Edmonton 32 to 23.
2: Okay. And Chris has the Edmonton Eskimos by the score of 30 to 20. So, William. 30 to 20?
3: 30 to 20. 30 30 to 20,
2: eh? Well, I'm really
3: sick and tired, and I was listening to a lot of radio today because I was in my car a lot today, and... You know, people are already calling for Manziel and Hamilton, and I don't, I don't understand why. Because
2: Mazzoli played a great game.
3: Mazzoli played a fantastic game. His biggest that they would have still be on would have been in that game at the end if he had not thrown that pick, okay? And hey, he's younger. Only his is This is his, his full first full season as a starter, and uh, he threw a pick when he was under pressure. Hey, it happened. It was in an inopportune time, but I cannot believe that people are freaking calling for Johnny Menziel, and it makes me sick. Even I've talked to three uh, Hamilton fans this week that I deal with, and they're all asking, when do I think Manziel will get to play? And my comment was, I don't care. Oh, okay, hang on, sorry. They, they will.
2: I'm waiting. Yeah, I forgot to push the button to quiet this.
0: I apologize.
2: That's the phone, Chris. Hello. There you go. Okay, sorry. Uh, we'll go ahead. Continue
3: um and i just don't understand what they think they're going to get at Johnny Manziel they'll go backwards if he plays
2: so so this is a, because, i don't care moment
3: yeah this is an i don't care moment about Johnny Manziel i don't care i don't care anyways and because because the unnamed former host of this of this podcast was an edmonton fan i am going to pick the hamilton tiger hat 27 Edmonton Athimo is twenty seven, twenty
2: one, you're picking Hamilton? Yes, wow. sir. Wow, that's ballsy.
3: Stupid, okay. but you could call it whatever you want. <laughs>
2: Stupid but ballsy. Okay, Chris. We yep. we have we have called out your score of Edmonton thirty Hamilton twenty. Do you have anything to say about your game, your pick, your this game? Anything you want to add?
4: Uh, no, no. I, I, it's kind of a guess as it is always in the early seasons. But uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be close. But I think Edmonton will take it. That's about it.
2: Okay. So just, just so that you know, and just so when I ask for some insight on something like this, it's because I'm trying to kill some time, and I need you to oh, okay rattle off a bunch of things of why you think this is going to be a real good game or why it's not going to be a good game or why you think this Edmonton is going to annihilate Hamilton or something, something like that. So you, you just have to kind of work with me on that. Oh, a little okay. Because, okay, Cause okay I'll remember that. We don't have, we don't have a lot to talk about tonight and uh, we, we've, we're almost finished the game, so we're ha- only half an hour into it. So we, we, we need to drag us out and bore the shit out of people at home.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I mean,
4: essentially, I I stick with what my wrap of last week's games issues were with Hamilton, um, but I think that Hamilton's secondaries is weak as Edmonton's, so I think we're going to see a fairly high score, like thirty twenty's, not a not a boring game. Um, I just think that the receivers are a bit better for, and they're taller for Edmonton. Um, So we're going to see Mike Riley have more success than Mazzoli. And um, I mean, it just, I think they're going to both get open. And that's why there's like Hamilton's going to score their points because I think both secondaries are very questionable for both teams. Um, But I think that Eminem just going to be able to score more. Um, So it'll be an exciting game. It should really actually be a good one to watch because I, I don't, think Hamilton's a boring team anymore I think that they're very have the potential to be very exciting especially Mazzoli when he gets moving and and, and jiving it just I really really think that they need to get a receiving core that's over five foot ten <laughs> and uh I think it's going to hurt them and I mean now with Edmonton's secondary being questionable it, it definitely could be that they'll be wide uh open if they're wide open then it's easier to hit them you're not trying to get it over people or between people. and So we'll see. But I, I, you got to believe in Mike Riley against the Hamilton team. And I mean, really, it's that West against the East thing too. I, I think I picked all West people to win. So, yep, I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game though. I, I I think it will be an exciting game. I think there'll be lots of points scored and and we'll see. I'm decided to uh start playing uh uh pro select for two bucks a week, so i'm gonna put my money down on me and see if i can uh win and uh and maybe over under so it'll be whether or not the scores are added up right or not. It's pretty cheap though, so two bucks a ticket
2: okay there you did did a good job there chris thanks I thought you were just gonna keep going for the rest of the show. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Charles, Charles, jump in here. You got the scores. Will's taking Hamilton. Mark, Mark, and Chris have got Edmonton. Very similar scores. To be honest,
1: to be honest, I was very tempted to take Hamilton because I don't think Hamilton's a terrible team, and Edmonton didn't. The defense did not impress me at all last week. I thought they, their secondary looked piss poor, to be honest. Um, but again, I'm kind of coming down to the same kind of dilemma and the same kind of um, idea I had last week where we had, of course, Chris Strebler against Mike Riley. I picked Mike Riley. Again, this week we've got Jeremiah Mazzoli and Mike Riley. Now, Mazzoli's a better quarterback than Strebler is I still give the edge to Mike Riley, and I still think that the Eskimos, despite the fact that they have a, a, a very suspect secondary, can still put up a lot of points. And um, Hamilton didn't look good last week in Calgary. I mean, they looked better than they when they played in Calgary last year, but not by a whole lot. And I just think that they're going to outscore. I kind of see this as being a relatively high-scoring football game. Uh, but Edmonton's going to pull it out. I'm going to go Edmonton 38 and Hamilton 28.
2: 38 28. You
3: know, you know the other thing is, and I heard this just before just before I got home tonight, because um, they had they were interviewing Mike Riley on the WAGGLE. Apparently, Edmonton lost four starters in week one. So that's an interesting thing, and I have no idea who
2: they are. So. Oh, well. My turn. Edmonton, yep. Hamilton. Edmonton, Hamilton. Edmonton. I'm going to pick the Eskimos. <laughs> Green and gold. Really? 42 <laughs> to 18.
1: Ooh, not giving any love to Hamilton.
2: I don't like Hamilton. Actually, Hamilton was my second favorite team until a bunch of fans started acting like Ryder fans over there, and they just turned me off, and I just absolutely can't follow that team at all anymore, not to mention Kent Austin and Brandon Banks. I, I was Banks thinking and
3: you're, not, you're, not a Hamilton, you're not a Hamilton fan anymore because they got rid of Kent Austin as the head coach. I can understand, Christopher, why you would drop Hamilton. Oh shut up.
2: Forty two eighteen is my pick on Edmonton Eskimos over top of Hamilton Tiger Cats. No loving at all coming from Missoula. I'm sorry, just can't be done. Okay, so the next and last game, final game, final game. When is this one? This is a Friday night or Saturday game? When are we gonna put watch this game? Saturday.
3: Saturday. Saturday.
2: Yep. So we're going to go with Saturday afternoon game. It's, where, where is it? It's in Toronto. Toronto. Yep. It's, it's, it's in Toronto. Yeah, it 4 o'clock. I can't remember. 4, four, o'clock, four
3: o'clock start
2: o'clock. on the West okay. Coast, so it's going to be 5 o'clock for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris, you're going to do your scores. Mark, uh, can you throw out Mark's scores, Will?
3: 24 to 20 for the Calgary Stampeders.
2: 24 to what? 20 20 I thought you said 24 to 20 For Calgary And I went That doesn't work
3: I did say that 24 to 20 For Calgary Never mind
2: Okay <laughs> Will Will yep. Make your prediction yep. Here please Okay Well
3: This is the Grey Cup That Calgary Won it last year <laughs> And they didn't get. So, you know what? Without saying a lot of stuff, I don't think Toronto looked good the other day. Um, The running game was non-existent. Um, Our buddy Ricky Ray. I think Ricky Ray, and it was the interception. That was the worst interception I've ever seen in my life. So, it was really bad. (laughs) So, here you go. You heard it here first. Live from Willie's backyard. Calgary. 47, Toronto,
2: 14. Uh, I was expecting 12, but that's okay. 14 is close enough. Now, you, you made a comment, Will, here, that Toronto did not look very good last week, right? That is correct. Did Calgary? Yes. You really thought Calgary looked good last week?
3: Do I have to? Do I have to say this on every show, Christopher? Do
2: I have to? It's all about the wins, baby. It. it I know. I know. It's all about the W. Right. Doesn't
3: matter what they looked like. They won. They put it the accelerator like down and they won. Now, I don't know. now you're exaggerating. Okay, they didn't look like shit. They didn't look fantastic, but I I really believe that a guy like Dave Dickinson plays with the first five games of the season. I think he likes to experiment because he does all kinds of stupid ass wacky things. And, uh, you know, I I listened to the Bo show this weekend and Bo said his problem was he didn't realize he got his arm strength back and he didn't play many reps in the preseason and he was a little off. So I expect him to be better. I expect everybody to be better. And I also expect them to be seeking a lot of revenge. Okay, so
0: they I think the revenge thing is more they, of the fans. They
3: say this game different. doesn't. Well, they say this game doesn't mean anything to them as far as revenge goes. But you know what? I'll call bullshit on that one. They took the Grey Cup away from them last year. Okay, they want to go out and kill them.
2: Okay. So. <clears throat> So be it. Yep. Where is my thing here? I've lost it. Nope, maybe it's over here. Yeah, I'm I'm cruising all over the place. Here we go. Okay, so um, the final game here is uh, Jamie Nye is picking the Toronto Argonauts. Everybody else picked the stamps. So over to Jamie Nye just because I want to see what the hell he says because it's really got to be stupid. Calgary will be a hard team to cover. However, with Don Jackson having a good debut, there is a lot to worry about for the Argos defense. This could be a great rematch. Really? That's the best you can come up with? So, Jamie Nye has picked Toronto Argonauts over top of the Saskatchewan, or the the Calgary Stampeders, sorry. Will's not going that way. Mark's not going that way. Chris, I got your scores down here, but I'm going to let you talk about them.
4: Well, I mean, obviously, I picked Calgary. That's a no-brainer. Um, although I guess I might actually pick against Calgary if I ever believe that they'd lose. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't worry so much as Will does about the revenge factor. I, I think they're motivated just for the whole season again, and I think that uh, I do agree with Will that I, I think that you'll see less overthrows from, from Bo. I think that they'll have that little tightened up and uh, you had a lot of wider open receivers in the first game. So he starts hitting those guys, then the score is going to climb a bit quicker than it did for them against Hamilton. Um, Toronto's got a better secondary, but I just think, Calgary is going to get it together and we're going to see more of a, a, a one for him. Although with the, the score that I picked, I, I think Toronto will get their points. I think, uh, I think we'll see Wilder come back. Uh, I think he was kind of a forgotten man there a bit. And uh, um, I mean, there's still rookies in the backfield for Calgary and I think it'll take a bit to gel. I think the front seven's solid, but uh, they're going to take a bit and uh, just like Calgary's all will. And uh I don't think Ricky Ray does two bad games back to back. I think he gets his sub figure figured out. So I'm going with a closer game. I'm gonna go Calgary thirty five to Toronto twenty five. So it's not gonna it's gonna be another good game to watch. There's gonna be lots of points scored. Um but Calgary in the end will just outscore them. kind of in a shootout, I guess. Okay.
2: So you know, you, you called the Edmonton Edmonton Hamilton game a high scoring game and went thirty twenty, and now the Calgary game is thirty five twenty five. So this is like, wow, over the clouds type of huge yeah. offensive balance. Yeah, game. I think
4: they're. Yeah, I think they're both better offensive teams. I, I think, and they, and and there's problems there. I just, I think that the secondaries are questionable, but so are the offenses a bit for both uh, Cal- uh, Hamilton and Edmonton. So it'll be a good game. There'll be points scored, but I just think that you're looking at two of the top teams in Edmonton or in Calgary and Toronto uh, offensively. So I think you'll you'll get a bit more excitement that way.
2: Okay, so. Charles, who are you going to pick? Great Cup defending Great Cup champion Toronto Argonauts or the what is it? What, what do we call them here? I don't want to call it Cinderella. Uh, no, not Cinderella. What is it? The Calgary, the Bridesmaids?
1: The Bridesmaids, yeah.
2: The Bridesmaids? Something like that? I don't know.
1: I got to say, this one is a real struggle for me to call. Um, I know Toronto didn't look great last week, um, but they weren't far off of Saskatchewan. And Calgary, they beat Hamilton, yeah. Were they spectacular? No. Um, they were good. I'm not saying they were bad or anything, but mm, they weren't they didn't blow me away i mean uh, and it's early season. I get that uh I realize that uh Bo Levi didn't even hit fifty percent last- year, last year i don't last week I don't think so no nope. he didn't have a no. greatest start um, I'm really struggling on this one um but I am. Going to pick the um, Calgary Stampeders because I think they're the better football team. Um, I think that they uh, this is going to be another close one. I uh, Grey Cup rematch. I think Calgary's going to be um, you know somewhat pushed to try and beat these guys, uh, having lost last year in the Grey Cup. Um, but I do believe that. Um, the Stampeders uh, are the better football team still. Uh, I don't think the gap is as big as it was last year. I still think Calgary's a better team overall. So I'm going to go off and I'm going to pick uh, the Calgary Stampeders to win this one. I'm going to say it's a close one. I'm going to say it's a field goal one. I'm going to say um, 27-24 Calgary will win this one.
2: Hmm. Kind of funny because I just wrote down my score before you 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 said yours because I wanted to you know kind of go okay I'm going to do this no matter what Charles says the score that I'm going to pick and it's I'm going to go with score, it no matter it? what what's that it's the same score isn't it it's very very similar mm-hmm. um yeah I both teams didn't look good last week both quarterbacks didn't look really good last week. Both defenses didn't look very good last week. Um, I got Calgary 28, Toronto 26. Less than a field goal. Close game. Calgary pulls it off. It's going to be a kicking battle more than anything. Wow. So there we go. Ottawa gets three picks to Saskatchewan's two. Winnipeg straight across the board. Edmonton straight across the board. Calgary straight across the board guess the only one we're indecisive with is that Saskatchewan game, and I think that's just because we don't like Saskatchewan. I think it's got nothing to do with the fact that we actually think Ottawa's going to win.
3: You know, once again, once again, this week we could see, we could see no Eastern teams winning a football game.
2: It's certainly wow. possible. It's highly possible. Yep. You did pick. Two Eastern teams yeah, I to did win, pick though. Hamilton. Well, yes, they did in Toronto. I know. No, you I picked know, Ottawa. If you picked Toronto and over Calgary, I picked, I, 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 no, no, I no, and, and right. I,
3: I picked Hamilton. Remember, I picked Hamilton. So
2: I got your scores. You got Ottawa and Hamilton, but you did just say that you uh, picked right. Toronto, and you didn't pick. Yeah, Toronto. I
3: would never pick Toronto. I think Toronto sucks. Anyways,
2: what as as a football team or a city?
3: I've never been to the city. I couldn't comment on that.
2: Okay. Okay, that's a wrap. That's the previews for the games. If you guys think that we've done a good job, let us know on let's Talk CFL Facebook page. And you know what? I should post up <laughs> scores, our scores up there and see what happens. Anyhow, that's the way that wraps, and we are going to push a button here, and let's this talk some CFL CFL. CFL okay now we're going to jump over to the agenda that charles has built for us and cfl.ca has asked us if it's time to start believing in jeremiah mazzoli as a top tier qb what do we think no no he's not a top tier qb is he a respectable quarterback yes I mean, there's too many people out there that are top elite status to quarterbacks that don't deserve it, and Jeremiah Mazzoli is not one of them. So, no, you can't put him in the top tier. Is he midway? Is he above average? Yeah, maybe, possibly. He's a starter. He's got to be better than a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, in reality, there's only 32 teams in the NFL. Let's say they got three quarterbacks each. That's 64, 70, 66. Um, okay, so you know what? He's, he, he could be in the top 100 quarterbacks in North America. Did I miss number five on purpose? What's number five? I didn't miss Power number rank. five on purpose. Power I, rankings.
3: I, just, Power I, just, rankings.
2: I just missed it. Oh,
3: okay. okay.
2: So let's just talk about Jeremiah Mazzoli. We're just going to do number six here, and then we'll jump back to number five and do the power rankings, because that's way more fun than Jeremiah Mazzoli. But there's no point just stopping this conversation now. Um, Okay. My thoughts? No way. Will, top-tier quarterback, elite status, going to the Hall of Fame, Jeremiah Mazzoli?
3: (laughs) Not yet. Um, I'd say give the guy – and I – once again, I don't know if he's going to get a season to prove himself. Because if if Hamilton goes, they're even talking if Hamilton goes 0-2, people are already con- calling for that other guy, okay? But so, well, I, ha- I know. I don't know if he's going to get a fair shake. And it's too bad because I have definitely, I have seen an improvement in him over the last, two or three years he has gotten better and if you watched him on on Saturday night in Calgary the guy that guy is an athlete and a half I mean he can run and he can throw and you know I think he's got all the tools whether he puts it together or not that's that's something to be questioned but is he going to get a fair shake in Hamilton I don't think so and if I was Jeremiah Mazzoli, if he doesn't get a fair shake in Hamilton, I'd ask to be traded midway through the season. Yeah, because I mean, he must have he must have so much pressure on him right now. It's not funny because everywhere cute. he turns, everywhere he turns, it's Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel. Okay, I mean, it, it's. It's not, unlike, it's not unlike James Franklin. They say he's going to be the next one behind Ricky Ray. He's done nothing. So how can people say that?
2: Well, Manziel's okay. done less.
3: Right. And I, And I can see, okay, there's some guys, when they get an opportunity to show themselves off, I always knew when Mike Riley was in BC that he would be a star in the CFL when he went to a different team. Because yeah. they were not going to get rid of Travis Lulay for Mike Riley, no. Um, and and so, but you know, it's it's too bad, and I feel for the guy. And I mean, you also have a head coach who said Johnny Manziel is going to be the greatest thing the CFL's ever seen. And how can he go with J- Jeremiah Mazzoli continuously as a starter? So it's too bad. But no, he's not an elite quarterback yet. He will be maybe if he gets an opportunity.
2: It will be with a different team. It will not be with Hamilton. Probably not. Hamilton sucks. They're not that good of a team. So, you know, there's no way he's ever going to reach elite status with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, especially with somebody breathing down his throat. I, You know, I wouldn't be talking about Manziel until after uh, Hamilton has played a couple of Eastern teams because, quite frankly, they've never been good enough to play against uh, West Coast team or Western Division teams. So it's it's well, not a fair the to the quarterback. Had. Nobody in the East is. So it's not fair to to judge your quarterback on how they compare against each Western Division teams. They got to compare against Toronto and and Ottawa and well god forbid Montreal. If Mazzoni can't take Montreal on then 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 yeah. I I I will be calling for Manziel. Charles. Okay. Charles, Charles, Charles.
3: Yes,
1: Jeremiah yes. Mazzoli,
2: top tier quarterback, elite status. Hall of Fame candidate. Uh,
1: no. Not elite. Mm-hmm. He's a good he's a good quarterback. He's not elite. Um will he ever be elite? I'm not sure. Problem is I don't think he's even going to be starting for his team by about the midway point of this season i think quite frankly they're going to end up whether they like it or not they're going to end up with johnny football starting because there's already people calling for him after one game the pressure is going to mount if they keep losing and they're going to have to start him. and i don't think it's fair to mazzoli because quite frankly i take him over manziel in a heartbeat um but i think that's where they're going so if Mazzoli's going to become a full-time starter and an elite quarterback, he's going to have to do it somewhere else, like you guys said. Um, I don't know, if I was Montreal, if I was Cavis Reed, I'd be saying, look, what do I need to give you for Mazzoli? Because that would be the first team I would think of that would, needs a quarterback badly. And yes, Mazzoli is a significant upgrade over freaking Drew Willie. I'm sorry, but he just is. Um, but there's probably some other teams, maybe Saskatchewan. I mean, we don't know how uh, Zach Caleros is going to pan out. Uh, uh, he had a good game last week, but is that going to continue? I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a candidate to bring in Mazzoli, but if he's going to ever become a top-tier quarterback, it's going to be uh, have to be someone else. Not only the fact that I don't think Mazzoli's got the team around him, Uh, to make him an elite quarterback either. Yes, I don't care about um, Brandon Banks. Good for him. Uh, Yes, who cares? Uh, So, um, yeah, I just think um, it's probably, uh, if I were to bet, I would bet um, Mazzoli not in his current situation.
2: Okay. So you, you didn't name Winnipeg there whose starter's gone down. Do you forget about True, them? Or? But he's
1: going to, no, but he's going to be back sooner than later. Uh, it's not a long-term thing. If he were out for the season, then certainly I would think Winnipeg would be a candidate. If he's only out four to six weeks, I don't think they are.
2: Yeah, I've You know, I could honestly say I don't think I've seen somebody come back from a knee injury in four to six weeks, especially in the quarterback position.
1: Yeah, that I, that, that I, I think is that's a little sketchy about too. I think that's just especially, wishful thinking, especially on, on
3: when, when it's the it's the same knee he injured 2 or 3 or 4 years ago. So,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. I just I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just not confident on a 4 to 6 weeks diagnosis. It's just it's it's ridiculous. But uh okay. And and they said it needs surgery, but he's going to elect to do it in the off season. So, how many hits away is he from a wheelchair? Good question.
3: Well, you'll see him him with the big cumbersome brace on the minute he steps on the field this season. And they'll, I mean, let's face it, Matt Nichols was also not a great runner anyway. So, you know, we'll see.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's Charles, that's Will. Chris? You're
0: yeah, I, I don't know much.
4: Talent. I can't, I don't know if I can add a lot more than what those guys have said, because I agree with them 100%. I I like what Mazzoli brings to the table. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I didn't when I first saw him, and, and his years as a backup, I always thought he was a second-rate quarterback, and... uh I'm just not sure. I'm almost worried that potentially what the system that uh, uh, June is running is really tailor-made for him. And if he leaves that system, I think we could potentially see him regress back rather than keep accelerating forward. So he almost needs to excel excel in Hamilton. Um, uh, So we might, See him go and 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 disappear off the map, um, which would really suck. But I'm just wondering if that skill set is totally designed. And and, and uh, erroneously, it's called the run and shoot. But I mean, June's running more than that. But but maybe not. Maybe he just needed time to develop. But uh, I I am a fan of his now with what he's doing there. I'm just really worried that if he leaves from there, that potentially he won't have the ability to shine in another offense uh, that doesn't fit him as well. And uh, so I don't know if he could ever get to that elite level. I mean, a hundred percent he's not there yet. It's very entertaining to watch, um, but I don't think Matt's there either. And I mean, Matt's proved more than he has. So it takes a long time of consistency and, and durability to build up that level. Um, in my opinion, and we haven't seen it yet. Maybe we will see it, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he moves on to another team when the switch happens, uh, which everybody seems pretty sure it's going to happen, and I can't really argue with that. Um, maybe he'll excel in another O, or who he goes to will be smart enough to run up the correct O for him. I just I think that if we saw him in a couple different teams right now, he would not look as good as he does. Um, based off past history and maybe i'm wrong but i got or a feeling that better? right now he's or would he look better i i think that he's looking as good as he's gonna i think he's gonna keep getting better but again in that style of offense that he's in i think if he was asked to to do other things he might not look as good so but i mean he's very accurate i mean you can't take that away from the kid and I mean, he's got great feet so maybe i'm wrong but I Definitely, he's not there yet. He's not an elite quarterback yet. He's got a ways to go. Like, I'm talking seasons before I'm even talking about it, of consistency. So, that, to me, the big, the big question is, is he in that discussion? No. He's in the middle of the pack. But he's better than he has been. <laughs> and, and he's an entertaining quarterback. I do like watching
2: him. I am a fan. Okay. He did have the highest QB efficiency rating of the Eastern teams.
4: No, and I give him, he's accurate. He's very accurate, And but a lot of his accuracy is when he's running. He's an amazing throwing quarterback on the run. That's a, a tough skill, but I don't think he's much of a pocket passer. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm, like He seems to throw better on the run, and in that offense, he's running all the time, which is good for him, and that's that's what he needs, but that's what I mean by does that drop if, if he gets into an offense where they don't want him moving around as much? And yeah, you know. I mean, you'd be foolish to do that, but we've seen it happen where they get a player and, I mean, obviously a lot of the talk was around Saskatchewan and how they take players and ruin them and then let, let them go and then they become good again. <laughs> and a lot of that is about asking them to do things that they're not good at without thinking about it before you assign them. And, and so we've seen that. And I think that that could be done to Mizzoli. I think some of his strengths are, are really highlighted in the offense he's in. And not everybody runs that kind of offense. so.
2: Yeah, well, fair point, fair point. Good analogy. Okay. So I jumped over this one, and it's not because I didn't like it or I wanted to ignore it. Um, actually, it's kind of one of my fun subjects. Uh, it used to be fun. Now it's not fun so much anymore. But it's power rankings. And I used to put out a power ranking of my own after I listened, uh, you know, before even Nielsen and CFL.ca and, or they do the Nielsen, uh, Nissan. I think it is Nissan power rankings. Um, But Hey, let's do it. So the Calgary Stampeders were in one first place last week. And even though they won a game, it wasn't spectacular. Uh, they're still in first place in the power rankings. Hmm. Edmonton jumps from third to second. Saskatchewan goes from fourth to third. Toronto drops two positions to fourth from second. Ottawa didn't play, and they're still in fifth. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who lost to the Edmonton Eskimos, was Edmonton, was it? Yeah, it was Edmonton. Um, they went from seventh to sixth. What's that, Charles?
1: <coughs> sorry, no, no, no sorry. I just, I just cleared my throat.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to argue with that one for a little bit. What the hell? Anyhow, Hamilton Tiger Cats, uh, they dropped a position from sixth to seventh. BC Lions win the victory, and, and Jonathan Jennings is the highest QB rating, efficiency rating. Uh, eighth place. They were eighth last week. No movement there. Montreal in last place in uh, ninth. And uh, they lost and uh, they didn't move anywhere either because they couldn't move any lower unless we brought in a Halifax team or something. Um, Charles, go ahead. Do you agree with these rankings? Where do you see where do you see some fault? Well, for one thing, I still
1: don't know how you put Ottawa Red fifth ahead of at least one team that's won a football game. If anything, by default, they should be behind the winners because how are they anywhere in the power rankings? They haven't played. So we don't know how good they're going to be. We don't know uh, what's going to So I don't know how the power rankings are going to work. Let's see here. When, again, how are the Lions behind the Argos? The Argos lost. And I'm probably sounding like a homer. Now they're homer, behind the tie caps. Um, well, that's the thing. I'm probably sounding like a homer complaining about where the Lions are positioned. But how are you – these are power rankings. These are based on not only the, – they're not standings. I get that. They're power rankings. But they're based on uh, pr- previous week and going forward. Why are the Lions behind the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? The Bombers lost, and they're down two of their top three quarterbacks uh, against the team that won. I mean, sure, they're getting punished a bit, I think, because they played Montreal week one, and they're not a strong competition, and I think that's working against them. But when you look at it going forward, the Lions, like I said, they're one and all. they've won. The Bombers are zero one and are down two of their top three quarterbacks. So I'm trying to figure out where the how the Bombers are more powerful. How was Hamilton more powerful? They pretty much got blown out in Calgary. Toronto lost. Um, I don't know. Um, you could almost make a case that they should be ahead of Saskatchewan, although Saskatchewan did win at least. Um, Uh, but their quarterback's coming off a 12-game losing streak. Um, I don't have a problem with the top two. Uh, Actually, I think the top two are probably right where I'd have them. I can still stomach Saskatchewan being ahead of BC. I'd honestly think the Western Division right now, after week one, should be 1, 2, 3, 4, because no one in the East has won a game yet, and I'd probably put Winnipeg 5 instead of Ottawa. And then Ottawa can be six because they haven't played yet. Put the losers at the bottom. But that's kind of how I'm figuring here. So um, I don't know how some of these work. It doesn't make a lot of sense here. Um, but it is what it is. That's what I don't understand, too, is that in the off season Ottawa started before any games were played. Ottawa started sixth in the power rankings. How'd they move up when they didn't play? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, but um their power rankings there there and there's about a dozen different types of power rankings. People are putting power rankings out uh left and right. I kinda go by these because these are the ones actually put out by the c f l but I don't know. There, there's some movement to be after number two. I still think you put the West in the top five because they look stronger, and then go from there. But that's just kind of my opinion.
2: Yeah, it's your opinion, and I, I I'm not disagreeing with it. Nope, really. Well, you must like these power rankings. Well, you know. Well,
0: place. no, I
3: can't I can't disagree with Charles either. But I need you guys to explain to me. What is your definition of power rankings?
2: Okay. I'll tell you what I believe a power ranking is. And uh, hey. somebody asked me this just a little while ago. It is a particular snapshot in time as to what the teams are doing. Okay. It ha- doesn't have anything to do with who they are playing as opponents. It has to do with their ability and their perform previous performance and the potential to move forward. Now, if BC Lions absolutely smoked Montreal out of the water and, and scored 48 points but lost Jonathan Jennings, you couldn't, you couldn't move them up in the power rankings. It doesn't matter how well they played at that point in time. Power ranking is how they, they position themselves at this point in time moving forward. Okay? So we didn't lose Jonathan Jennings, and we didn't blow out Montreal, but we did win. So I don't understand how they can still be in eighth place. And that's my opinion of the power rankings. It's got nothing to do with how the team did last year. It has nothing to do with how strong their opponent was. I mean, if, if, if we were playing Edmonton, would it have made any difference in the power rankings? No, it shouldn't have, because a team is a team, and we think that all teams in the CFL are at least competitors. So, no, it's how your team performed at this particular time, moving forward that's my opinion. Anybody else want to jump on with something
0: different
3: well, you know what and and if that's the case and 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 I would then I'm gonna really agree with charles i I think the West teams should all be in the should be in the top five spots, and I think it should go quite truthfully I think it should go edmonton calgary uh Saskatchewan, Edmonton, Calgary, Um, no Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, BC. And I'm ranking that basically on how strong the other teams were that they played. So, you know, and as far as the Eastern teams, I I think they're interchangeable and Ottawa. Well, Ottawa is, is there because they're undefeated this year and they're in first place. So,
2: I, we understand that, but Indeed. how do they move? How do they move up from sixth to fifth when they haven't played a game yet?
3: Because they're in first place. <laughs> they were all even a week ago, and then all the Eastern teams lost, and now Ottawa's in first place.
2: So please tell me how go. BC is still in eighth.
3: They shouldn't be in eighth. I, I no, totally disagree with that. And I'm not a, and you know me, I'm not a BC fan, but they shouldn't be. At the very least, they should be in fifth. And only based on, based on, I guess you could say Saskatchewan played a stronger team than BC played.
2: I'm okay with that. I I, I don't have an argument with that. If you want to factor in who the opponent was, because if, you know, if Saskatchewan beat Edmonton, then, you know, and, and Edmonton's a much better team than Montreal. I would understand you you ranking them higher, okay? I do. Mm-hmm. I understand that concept. Mm-hmm. That's not how I look at it, but it makes sense. Placing them in eighth place makes zero sense. I, I don't does, know what that's, I agree. that would
3: be. I agree. I agree. I mean in Willie's world, in Willie's perfect world, Edmonton would always be in ninth. Okay. Yeah. And that's exactly. all I and that's all I and that's all I care about.
2: Ta- ta- actually, they would be an eighth, tied with Saskatchewan.
3: No, no, I want them below out, below Montreal. I want them in ninth.
2: Yeah, so, I, um, I understand that, but what I'm saying is it it's it's like eight A and eight B, where there's really not a ninth sure. team. Okay. Because sure. Saskatchewan and Edmonton are both at the bottom of the pack together. I I, I can agree with that one. Speaking of not agreeing with that at all, Chris, what's your thought on these power rankings here? Did he leave us? Unmute your mic. Try that one.
0: There you go.
2: See? Well, no, last week I
4: wasn't muting it. So this week I'm muting it, but I forgot. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, if you guys look at the article okay, again, Ottawa did not move from last week. They were fifth last week. they were fifth this week. So they left right, them in. They, at the, sorry, they left they them in the same spot. They
1: were sixth the week before. That's what I got confused on. Yeah, they. they well, no, yeah, no, they were.
4: They were fifth. It says last week fifth.
1: Like if you read the article, it says they're they're
4: in fifth place right now, and last week they were fifth. So they didn't move okay. Ottawa. They just left them where they were. No. So that that, that that that
2: yeah. The power weight. Way- rankings prior to week one's games had Ottawa in sixth place. Uh-huh. After well, it says right in the article, one,
4: last week five.
2: I understand that. And if you look down at the bottom, okay. if you go a little further down, it says okay. week by week yep. rankings. It says in the offseason, Ottawa was sixth.
4: Oh, I that see. was
2: prior to week oh, one. Okay. Right. Week, That's what I week thought. Week one, they didn't play. But they got moved up yeah. to to fifth place. Week two, they get to play, and they're already in fifth place.
4: Okay, well that's not. How, yeah, okay, that makes uh, I, the thing doesn't make that's sense. What it what doesn't. I mean, it, for... it does, and it and it's totally everybody's own opinion on it. And 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 I mean, the only thing I agree with is how you define how you need to do power rankings. Because the one thing that drives me crazy is people that do power rankings based off their friggin' standings. Well, if you wanted to know what the standings were, look at the friggin' standings. Don't call it a power ranking. Because Agreed. that's the biggest mistake everybody makes, right? It's not about if you won or lost totally because we already have standings. Power rankings are about exactly what you said about your what's the potential of the team to move forward uh, and get better or continue to be good if they're good, right? And what's their potential to not to fall? And that's really what you're looking at, the power rankings. So um, I find BC a very odd position uh, on that for sure. Um, moving Ottawa without them playing is ridiculous. Travelling um, Toronto as high as they were is ridiculous. I mean, what did they do to to be that high? <laughs> you know, like they lost. They didn't look that good. <laughs> Needed Calgary, but
2: <laughs> yeah, but they lost. But the loss moved them from second to fourth. Okay.
4: Yeah. So I mean, they adjusted, because but they could have fallen further.
2: They they were in second place prior to the beginning of of the season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And because they looked on their off-season type of thing. Okay. If you look at Winnipeg, and I'm not going to say that Winnipeg is right, but I'm going to look at what they did in their standings. And this is how I would do this. They put Winnipeg in fifth, although I would have had them higher in the off-season because of their acquisitions, especially Adam Bighel and half the BC defense. Um, Week one is when prior to week one. Matt Nichols was injured. So the potential Mm -hmm. of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers being a powerhouse decreased Decreased. substantially and they moved in power rankings before they even played a game from fifth to seventh because their number one quarterback was out. That, to me, I agree 100% with because that is on the potential of the team to move forward. They're doing so without their number one quarterback. It's moved backwards. Now their backup quarterback, Chris Skriegler, came in and doesn't look so bad, and they, they lost the game. But he looked pretty good that he's going to be p- passable, so they've jumped a ranking from 7th to 6th. Mm-hmm. I 100% <coughs> agree with what happened to Winnipeg. I agree with what happened to right. Toronto. I disagree a zillion times on what happened to BC. Right. Not because I'm being a homer.
4: No, I understand. Totally,
2: yeah. It makes, it makes no hmm. sense. But I agree with what they did in the rankings with Winnipeg. I would do the same thing. You know, Winnipeg looked like a very powerful team in the offseason. Just it, in, it, in training camp, they lost their quarterback. You have to move them backwards. They're not as and then they Yeah, no, for sure. One.
0: Okay.
2: And they did. Yeah, no no,
4: I I totally agree.
2: You know. So I I I'm, I'm not awesome <laughs> no, <but> I <laughs> I'm not a big fan of power rankings. No, but I have I'm not a big fan of power rankings. subjective. Well, I have fun with them. And I, I used to put out my own power rankings on the Let's Talk CFL yep, I remember. Facebook page yep. and uh I used to put them out and everybody would argue with me and you know and and call me fun. all sorts of stupid names. I was having fun with it. I said, you know what? If you don't like my power rankings, you're fine to criticize them. You're you're fine to ask questions as to why I did this, because I actually, when I did it, I, I gave a justification for every move that I made. I said, make your own power rankings. Well, now there's 15 or 20 people out there that were doing power rankings, and it 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 was no fun anymore. So, I, I I left it. I mean, you got to watch Belt and. Johnson, or is Belton Johnson? What's Belton's last name?
3: Belton Johnson.
2: Belton Belton Johnson, Johnson. yeah. Yeah, it it didn't sound right to me for a second. Anyhow, he puts out a power rankings, but he always has the riders in first place. So, it's really hard.
0: Mm.
2: It's really hard to take those with, you know. And and he's kind of, Belton, I like the guy, he's smart, he's intelligent, he's got a lot of history behind him, but he's turning into a rod peterson and it's just like come on yeah. really quit drinking the kool-aid and be objective yeah because we're, sure. we're going to talk about that kool-aid drinking guy in a couple minutes here because it's funny <laughs> it's damn funny <clears throat> okay anything else on power rankings willie you want to come back to your perfect world and tell us what's going on
3: no 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 i'm good i'm good power rankings I don't care. Let's let's put it this way. How many how many times how many times was I and I don't know what the answer is to this. How many times was uh Toronto in the top five of the power rankings last year?
1: Toronto?
2: And they
3: won and they I and they won the they, Great Cup. And they won the Grey sure Cup. I'm sure were. they didn't make it past five, to be honest with you. Well they and shouldn't they have the being cup, a nine so. and
2: nine football team.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, but you know Calgary's very charitable to some teams. So
2: I, I don't think I it's charity. I just think Calgary just folds when it comes to the big game. Yeah, I don't okay. think Toronto won that game. I think Calgary lost.
3: Yeah, I I can't say that because I'd be called a homer then. So
2: well, it, it, it the reality sucks, man. I mean. Calgary is the most dominant team in the CFL for the last five years. For them not to be in the yeah. middle of a dynasty right now only says one thing. They don't have a good quarterback.
3: Yeah. No, oh, here we go. I'm thinking shit.
2: You know what? It's shit. If
3: shit. Hamilton if <clears throat> Hamilton if Hamilton traded Jeremiah Mazzoli to Calgary, he'd be an elite quarterback in seconds and he'd win every great cup from now to eternity. I don't know about
2: that. Team. I don't know about that. So, but I'll tell you, if Mike Riley was on the Calgary Stampeders, we would be in the middle of the mm. dynasty right now. Uh, yeah, I
3: know. Blah blah blah. Yep.
2: It, it, <laughs> it's know. hard to argue. Hard with to darling. argue that,
1: to be honest. No, you know,
3: yeah, I, couldn't no, argue no. it, I can. I can. You don't know.
2: If, Mike if you Riley, take
3: no, no, listen to me, Mike Riley has his own has his own space in Edmonton. You don't know if it would be like that in Calgary. Cause I think Calgary quarterbacks are very controlled in what they do. And I think that's run by the upper management. And Mike Riley doing what Mike Riley does, I, I don't know if he'd fit. And on top of that, I tend to wonder sometimes if if uh Edmonton gets less talent
2: because Mike Riley makes up for it. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's kind of like a, a, a race car, okay? Uh, you've got this awesome race car, and uh, if yes. you don't put a competition engine into it, it's not going to win. Yes. Right? But if you take that competition engine and stick it into a Honda Civic, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun to watch. But it's not going to do all that well either because it's still mm-hmm. a Honda Civic. Okay. Mike Riley's oh, that I race car go. engine. Calgary is that race car. Those two come together, man. You've got you've got Formula One victory here. Man. I actually Hard like to argue. That analogy. Hard to argue. I wanna okay. get to the other subject now. You wanna what, talk about Johnny Manziel?
3: No, the buddy. other subject.
2: Oh, the you want to talk? Up. You want to talk about Rod Peterson next one
3: coming up? Yeah. Is it
2: Rod Peterson. I don't want to get out of line here. I don't want to get out of yeah. order and have you don't really you don't want him you don't you don't want him to sue you. Remember? I don't care if Rod so, Peterson sues me. I welcome it. Bring it on, buddy. Okay, I've been threatened by him before, and I don't really care because really, I haven't heard anything from him.
1: Quick tip to everybody, if you live in Saskatchewan, you might want to shut this show
2: off for a few minutes. Yeah, because we're just about to trash your team and your play-by-play guy, because he's dumber than a post. I actually read
3: that whole article, and the comments underneath the article, this is my favorite comment of all time, and it's from Bob. Bob. And it says, Bob, that's it, Bob. It says, that asshat should be kicked out of every CFL stadium I just love that guy okay Bob's my hero he's my new hero okay I love the word asshat and yeah I mean what can you say it's right up so there with butter. I, think Rod, I, I think it's Rod Peterson just looking for publicity man because he didn't nope. according to Ottawa he did not get kicked out
2: Okay, okay, so here's the story, everybody at home, just in case you haven't done it. Uh, Saskatchewan radio host Rod Peterson claimed that he was kicked out of the Ottawa Red Blacks practice earlier today, but the Red Blacks have a different story. Does Rod Peterson have any credibility left in this as an impartial journalist? Okay, so here's what happened. Every time a uh, prior to a game, the team walk through in the stadium. They do a little bit on the offense and defense and special teams, whatever they get accustomed to being in the big stadium as opposed to their practice facility. And they get to do this. Now these walkthroughs are open to the media of both teams. Okay. Both teams so that they can watch what's going on and they can interview and they can record sound bites for their show and they can do all sorts of stuff. And yeah, it's a great thing. Now, why would Rod Peterson, as a media guy, get kicked out of the Red Blacks practice? Well, according to Rod, he got kicked out. But according to the Red Blacks, he did not. So here's what happened. Rod Peterson goes to the media thing, and then he goes, okay, I'm going to go set up my booth so that I can do the play-by-play for the riders at this game. So he gets, goes off on his own, unescorted, on his own, goes over to where he's supposed to be doing his media thing. But instead, he does a diversion and cruises down behind the Ottawa team so that he can hear the coaches talking to the players. Now, media is not allowed there. Media is supposed to be on the other side of the field so they can watch it, but they can't hear what's going on. Rod is literally in the the huddle, for lack of a better term. He... He's spying on the Ottawa Red Blacks, and he was asked to leave that part of the stadium. He was asked to go back where the media is supposed to be. He didn't get kicked out of the practice. He got kicked out of literally their locker room. So then Rod Peterson goes to the media and says, I got kicked out of the Red Blacks' practice today. What a goof. You were someplace you shouldn't have been, and they asked you to go back to where you're supposed to be. And you're calling that getting kicked out of the practice? Most countries execute spies. Be thankful. They just asked you to go back to the other side of the stadium. That's what I got to say. Chris, what's your take on this one? What would you have done when you were with the Calgary Stampeders and – the opposing media was sitting right beside you listening to your coach.
4: No, exactly what happened. I mean, he he was somewhere he wasn't supposed to be and he was asked to move back over to to where he was supposed to be. I mean, that's, it's pretty straightforward in most people's minds, I think. And he's just who he is. And I, to be honest with you, I don't read anything he does ever. I avoid everything about him and uh, don't miss a lot. I don't think.
2: Bob's right. He's an asshat.
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, he, the question was that or has he lost all credibility as a reporter? I think he lost that years ago. Does anybody actually think Rod Peterson's a neutral CFL reporter?
2: No, he's, he's a employed by North the Rider cheerleader.
4: Yeah, and then, I mean, yeah. and and he serves that purpose. And that community loves that. That's great. You know what? But stick to it then and shut up. Don't And don't start attacking other teams and other things. And if you want to be a rah-rah boy, be a rah-rah boy. And then I'll choose not to read your stuff, which is great. And that's how it works. But don't go attacking Ottawa because, because of something a little petty like that where you are totally in the wrong, but you want to make it sound like they're not a good organization or a team or, yeah, I don't know.
2: So, like I said, I avoid everything by him. Rod Peterson, just. He, he, this is his tweet. He says, just got kicked out of the Red Blacks walkthrough. Hashtag conspiracy. And so the response from Ottawa was, you weren't, one, you weren't kicked out. Two, you were told to leave the side of the field where media are never allowed during a practice. Three, you said you were going to into the building to set up your backdrop, which is fine. Why didn't you do that? Watching from this side is not yeah. allowed.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, no, I just, I don't even know why he'd bother tweeting it because like, he knew he, I mean, he got busted doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. And and what did he do? He tried to justify it when nobody would have even have known it happened if he didn't keep his mouth shut? Like, I, I, I don't know. Oh no. I'm sure all the Saskatchewan fans are all on his side, but whatever.
3: <laughs> no, maybe 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 one of the Rough Riders players should've laid him out for not being hit. It's, it's almost like a streaker <laughs> on the field, isn't it?
2: Should have laid yep. him out on the spot. You're not we'll, we'll get we'll here. get to that. We'll get to that in a bit, Will. Okay. So here here's right. one of the things Peterson is the unofficial assistant coach and team cheerleader. Kick his ass out. Red Blacks aren't in the business of feeding Saskatchewan media info. What would Jones have done if the tables were were, were turned? What would Chris Mm -hmm. Jones, head coach, general manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, if one of the media personalities did that in Mosaic Stadium? Mosaic. He would have lost his shit. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I, would
4: have probably banned him for life.
2: Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. In a heartbeat, he com- probably. He would have completely lost his shit, and it would have been all over the media. I, I'm so impressed that Ottawa said absolutely nothing until they had to shut this idiot up. And you know what? I yeah. I hope there are people in the Saskatchewan um, media or friends of ours – whatever, who do other events, shall we say, that hear this conversation and, and go talk to Rod about it, because you know what? He's being a dick, and he deserves it. And bring on the lawyers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Willie, what do you gotta say about this, buddy?
3: Uh, well, he's 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 Rod Peterson and Rod Peterson brings on guys to his show like uh, Brendan McGuire. And I, I didn't drop any names. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'll drop names. Um, and he's uh he's uh, his number one fan is another guy who used to be on this podcast. Um, and he's such a Saskatchewan Homer. It's he's, he when we call ourselves homer homers we 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 don't even come close. he's in the c f l Hall of Homer fame, okay,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: I don't know if I don't know if that's right for a reporter i know i know they they when you report for a team, you do tend to favor that team. I get that that's okay, okay, but to the extreme he goes to, yeah, I don't know, but he's a popular guy in Saskatchewan. He's on lots. Of, he's on his, got his radio show in Saskatchewan, and and the fans seem to love the guy. So I wouldn't mind uh, asking and Tony uh, Yeah, I wouldn't mind asking Tony what he thinks of Rob Peterson. That'd be an interesting conversation. So because uh, Tony, lo- Tony D'Angennes, or whatever oh, the hell yeah, his last dude. name is, T- Tony, because he's a fan.
0: pretty
3: he's a pretty opinionated guy, and and. Love to hear his opinion on that. But yeah, it's just, you know, Saskatchewan Homer. I mean, hey, what are you going to do? And would he tell the Saskatchewan team things about other teams? I'm not going to say he would. I'm not going to say he wouldn't, okay? Because, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, it's just, is it just media hype? Is it just getting the game going? You know, a lot of the comments after the article from Saskatchewan fans was, you know, you better not worry about Rod Peterson. You got to worry about our defense because they're already planning the parade, guys. So what are you going to do? But, I mean, he does, Rod Peterson does reflect a lot of Saskatchewan fans. So oh maybe that's why they like him so much. That's why oh, they yeah. like him yeah, so yeah. much. So,
2: No doubt about it. Uh,
3: you know, I mean, hey, we got two asshats in sketch one now, Deron Carter and that other guy. So, anyways, we shouldn't talk about him that much. We shouldn't talk about him that much because he doesn't need the publicity we're going to give him. So,
2: wow, okay, I... Charles, go ahead. I, I, I just found something interesting on Facebook and, and I want to share it with you guys, but Charles, go ahead and talk about uh, Rod Peterson cause you can.
1: All right. Well, I'm pretty much just echoing everybody, what everybody else said. Um, I wouldn't want Rod Peterson anywhere near my team, uh, my team's practice. Uh, quite frankly, he's not a trustworthy guy in the media. Uh, I think it's ridiculous to be honest. Um, And uh, for him to go off and not only do something wrong, go somewhere where he said he wasn't going to go, and then basically go onto Twitter and try and throw the other team under the bus and make um, it seem like they kicked him out when that's not what happened, Um, it's just ridiculous. The guy is a, a goofball um, his credibility, like I said is very he's not impartial whatsoever, and yeah, maybe he is being paid by the uh Saskatchewan Rough riders, so maybe that gives him the right to be impartial, but he tries not he tries to pass himself off as some sort of great impartial guy he's not impartial in the least, and it's ridiculous, and uh, you know what i I think it's um Weird, and I think that you might see a lot of other um, teams um, this year, and so on, so on. Keeping an eye on where this guy is because I don't think these guys trust him very much, and I can't say that I blame him. So, um, yeah, I I don't have a lot more to say than that, but I just think he's kind of, um, you know, he's. Um, I don't know. He's just not trustworthy at all. And if I were a coach or GM, uh, I wouldn't want him around any of my um, around any of my um, practices. That's for damn sure. What
2: What 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 if BC Lions gave uh, media credentials to Jeff Reinbold? Yeah. And 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 Jeff got to go to all the other opponents' practices. Would that be okay? Because I no, think that's pretty not. much what Rod no. Peterson is. He's just an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. He's a paid employee of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He shouldn't have media credentials. No. He shouldn't have them. It, 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 it's a. I don't want to use the word oxymoron. It's it's it, it, it's it's just it's wrong. He, to call take him the, media, I mean, uh, take the it, oxy
1: part away, it might work better.
2: If you go to – if you listen to the BC Lions uh, pre-post game show, whatever, they absolutely trash the team, okay? They call a spade a spade. They, they, When the Lions are playing like shit, they are coming down on them so hard, and they're coming down on the coaches, and they're coming down on the players, and they interview Wally Bono after the show and say, what were you thinking, okay? Do you think in any world – Rod Peterson would say anything like that about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Do you think he would ever question what Chris Jones was doing or what he did on that particular game? No, he wouldn't. There's no way he would do that. There's no – he's not impartial. It's just – it's not – He's not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. So I'm going to jump back before we get into this – drinker lack thereof um i just found a um a a thing called the cpr which is the canadian football league power rankings and it's one guy's math approach to measure strength of each team okay these rankings are based entirely on the team's statistical output this season team because teams have only played one game there's a lot of noise in the data uh, before you fill up my my mentions with angry comments about your favorite team is or should be ranked, remember this is take a few weeks before it kind of settles itself down. Okay, fine. Rank number one, Edmonton Eskimos, score of 19.9. Rank number two, the BC Lions with a rank of 18.074. Number three, the Calgary Stampeders, 17.859. Number four, this one surprised me. Hamilton, 17.04. Fifth place, Saskatchewan, 17.16. Sixth place, Winnipeg at 16.5. Seventh place is Montreal. We all thought Montreal was in ninth. At 16.13. And eighth place was Toronto with 14.0. And Ottawa is in ninth place because they haven't played. There's nothing to go on. And this is on passing yards, tackles, uh, kicking. Uh, it goes on a, a phenomenal amount of different matrixes, metrics. Sorry. And uh, that's how this guy did it, mathematically put the teams out. Anybody want to comment on these ones? I don't necessarily agree with them but uh, it
1: didn't,
2: they make more sense than the Nielsen ones that CFL.ca put out. At least he can justify them. Probably, but them.
1: there's still some problems with it, obviously. Oh,
2: yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't put BC in second place.
1: No, neither would I.
3: But I do
2: no, like no, a, that's it.
1: That's
3: kind of odd. Yeah, I'd put them in second place because they're great.
2: Yeah, that's why you picked them for every game last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, I did. <laughs> and how well did you do?
0: <laughs> Seven <laughs> that out of eighteen. Unnamed, uh,
3: <laughs> that that unnamed ex ho- podcast host beat me. So, you know what can yeah. I say? And it was all yeah. because of BC.
2: All because of BC. I'm sorry to hear that.
0: It's
2: not my fault. I didn't tell you to pick BC.
3: Yeah, Dr. but I've been drinking you and Charles. I've been drinking you and Charles's Kool Aid for three years
2: now, and that's what made me do it. So, hey, I didn't pick BC in every game last year. <laughs> okay, I love power rankings. Think you know what? You can put any team anywhere and 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 justify it. And I I love it. I love them. Okay. Segment eight. Of course, the guy who got tackled at the BC Lions game the other night has contacted a lawyer. Is this guy completely nuts? Well, TSN put out the top ten fan uh, altercations. And half of them, the player was suspended. Now, granted the player was going into the crowd to attack the crowd where that's not relevant. That's not really what happened here. Uh, But it really didn't look all that favorable for Marcel young, but then every time a fan ran out on the field, he got tackled, got hit with a baseball bat. something happened to him, got throttled by a coach, somebody got straight armed, so fans running onto the field is just totally and completely unacceptable to go and hire a lawyer. This comes back down to my little uh, rant at the beginning about Rod Peterson and, and now this guy. Um, you screw up. You need to take responsibility for your actions. Don't go off trying to blame somebody else because you're an idiot. Rod Peterson did that. He got trying to blame the Red Blacks for kicking him out of the practice. This guy stripped off his clothes, not all of them, still wore his underwear, but when running around on the field at BC Place, and a football player knocked him down. Now, if you read the actual statement from the lawyer, which is Presler's Law Firm, and this is a Toronto-based law firm, I believe, well, no, it, it's actually a, it's got a 778 number, so it is a BC, BC number. It says, we have been retained as legal counsel for the young man involved in the on-field incident at BC Place game on June 16th. Our client suffered serious injuries, including a mild traumatic brain injury as a ro- result of being violently struck by a BC Lions player, Marcel Young. Our client has been released from the hospital and is now recovering at home. His future prognosis remains unclear. Contrary to some news reports, our client was never arrested or taken to jail, but was released from the stadium shortly after the incident before being taken to the hospital by his family. Our client and his family ask for privacy at this time. Any request for information can be directed to the Pressler law firm. That's the statement from the lawyer. Good God. What's this world coming to? That statement
1: William. actually would have been hold on, can I just, just Go one ahead, comment. Charles? That go statement ahead. actually would have been that statement actually would have been longer, but the guy heard an ambulance outside his room which decided to go chase it. Go
2: ahead. Well yeah whatever. I want something yeah. from you on this one.
3: Okay. This is my this is my fifty five year old. Man takes on this Life is about Choices Yep That idiot decided to run onto the field That was his choice I don't think He's got a brain injury because obviously His brain was injured Before he ran onto the field Okay because he ran onto the field Okay I, I, I cannot say enough Of what this world Is turning into when there's people like that out there, and all it's going to be about now is money, okay? He's embarrassed that he's going to get money. And you know what? He probably will get money. I hate to say it, but he probably will, because of the way our legal system is.
0: Of course but it's of course all about
3: choices. And you're the freaking idiot who decided to make that choice. We were talking about this at work the other day, and I have never been so drunk, That my buddies could talk me into running onto a football field, okay? Like, come on, like just, just, just go away. I, I, I mean, that's insane. I just, I just hate shit like this. It just makes me old fast because you made a choice. Live with your choice. Live with the consequences. That simple, okay? So. I mean, I don't really have much more than that to say. It's just, it's dumb, 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 just like a lot of the world is today.
2: I wonder if this lawyer would actually respond. He he put out his phone number and his email address. Should we post his email address on the BC Lions page and say inundate this idiot with emails? I'll let you post that. Get sued. Yeah, I would get sued, wouldn't I?
1: Probably.
2: There's got to be a way to do this without... I think it funny about, as
1: hell. Let, let
2: mm. me think about this. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's got to be something there. Okay. Oh, it could
0: be. Chris. Yes?
2: Former player.
4: Well, I mean, they, they're going to sue him um, because there's no shortage of lawyers that will take on that case, and uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Canada's reputation as frivolous lawsuits holds up, and it gets thrown out. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I you know what? I just, I just don't know. I, I hope that common sense rules, like it has, and 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 we we seem to have been able to fight back the tide of stupid lawsuits in Canada, um, because usually you lose, but we'll see. I, I, I hopefully if, if young loses the team pays it for him or something like I, I'd hate to see young end up paying out of his own pocket because he don't make that much. Um, um...
2: No, I mean, seriously, the, the, the CFLPA has to get in this. The league has to get yeah. in this. The Lions have to get in this. And, and Marcel yeah. Young, he, he is just a, a participant, man. I don't even think he has to put up a defense here. He should have a defense fund coming up from, from big players, yeah. deep pockets coming at this guy right now. Yeah, because then you say, definitely it, don't want to
4: set a precedent.
2: no, no.
0: Yeah,
4: so we'll see. I I pray to God he loses and it goes away and he's humiliated a second time and nobody else ever tries again. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't have that much faith in my uh, country anymore sometimes. (laughs) That's that's it. Stupid, but it's not a surprise. I mean, they were pretty much begging him to sue. Right? I mean, the guy didn't even have to make the decision. There were there was article, articles about whether he was going to sue or not. Well, how many billion lawyers probably chased that ambulance, right? Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Knew it was coming, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it's made to be a joke that it is and, and it goes away, and everybody realizes that it's not something you can do.
2: I mean, Carl Kidd laid the boots to a guy. It jumped on the field. Do you remember that? In Canada yep. stadium in, in Winnipeg, the fan came onto the field yep, and, and, and he got yep. taken out and Carl Kidd literally laid the boots to this guy, kicked him three, four times in the head. Okay. Yep. Why, why do we live in a liberal society <laughs> that accepts lawsuits like that now? Because you know what? He, Will said it. It's about choices. If he chose not to enter that field, none of this would have happened to him. He wouldn't have got his 15 minutes of fame. No. Choices.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: Okay.
1: If this guy wins this lawsuit, it's going to set such a dangerous precedent because it, then you're going to get a bunch of clowns go to go to events, Not just here, but everywhere, get liquored up and try and provoke stuff to try I, and catch in on it.
2: The, the sad thing here, Charles, is it's never going to hit the media because they're going to do a settlement. The guy's going to get 20 grand and he's going to sign a nondisclosure that yeah. he's never allowed to say a goddamn thing about oh, this. Probably. Okay, so it does not hit the media and all these other clown hat, ass hats, <laughs> it's Will's new word. Uh, don't get to know that he was successful, but he's going gr- to he's gonna score some cash.
0: Of course and it's so sad that he's going to, uh, because
2: everybody yeah. wants this to go away.
1: He's getting paid for being an idiot.
2: Yeah, but then so is Justin Trudeau. Well. Getting paid very well to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, we're not supposed to be political here.
3: Um, and might what? I add, might I add, a bunch of asshats voted for him.
2: Yep. I don't think there's any on this podcast.
4: No. No.
2: I can't. I can't comment for
1: so either.
3: Yeah. No, I don't think so either. Yeah.
2: So you can't play us. Yep. I didn't vote for him can guarantee that You guarantee know, I didn't vote because I've never I, voted
3: I, I've, been a, I've been a liberal my whole life and it's the first time in my life I didn't vote for the liberal leader okay
2: well I've been a conservative all my life and this is the first time I couldn't support the conservative candidate so anyhow It was, it was a bad situation. It's kind of, it couldn't have got any worse. Well, it could have been Hillary and Donald. Uh, okay. Last segment, Edmonton Eskimos caused a bit of a stir by adding Terrell Owens to the neg list. Is this much to do about nothing? Or could we actually see Owens suit up for the Eskimos? Terrell Owens is, I don't know. Does he have a net worth or has he blown all his money? Who knows
1: a lot of those guys seem to go through their money real quickly. I don't know if the, he's one of them, but uh, I do know it's
2: happened so his who has a net worth of a hundred thousand dollars, although he's owned eighty he's he's earned over eighty million That's not a good thing.
4: Some money management skills, all right.
1: Yep,
2: he has a net worth of a hundred thousand dollars. During his career, wow. he earned over eighty million dollars, salaries and endorsements. Good lord. 2011, Terrell must- was completely broke, telling a judge that he had no monthly income and that very expensive monthly obligations. At the time, he was in court asking for reductions in his four separate child support cases. In documents uh, submitted to the judge, Terrell described how he is currently required to pay nearly $60,000 a month to four women, four different women. He also pays $63,000 a month for all his homes that these women live in. Furthermore, his personal home in Georgia was in foreclosure, which forced him to move into his girlfriend's apartment.
3: Well, I think we know why he's looking for a job now. (laughs) Yeah, he, he wants to make $56,000 in the CFL as a rookie. He's <laughs> 44 years old. He's
2: 44 years old.
4: I don't know what's sadder that Edmonton put him on the negotiation list or that he's looking to come back to football. It's kind of a tie which one's the worst.
2: Okay, so here's the one that I love the statement that I love the best out of this all. Oh, geez, where did it go? Where did it go? It was by Milt Stiegel. And he goes, if Terrell Owens suits up for Edmonton, you can dust off my jersey because I'm coming back to the blue and gold. (laughs) I'd love to see that. Yeah.
4: Difference is, Milt looks like he can still play. (laughs) Although I don't know what Teal looks like. I shouldn't say that. But I know Milt sure looks like he could strap him on.
1: I just read a thing in I just read a thing on Twitter about fifteen minutes ago from Dave Dave Daylor saying there is actually serious interest on the part of the Eskimos.
4: That's crazy.
1: I don't understand why that is. Uh, they got enough targets in Edmonton. Why do they need any more? Especially one that's 44 years old.
3: What? You know, I could go into my Alberta redneck rant right now about certain people, but I'm not going to.
2: Who, who do you want to rant about, Terrell Owens or Milton no
3: no, 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 no. A individual group of people in the world, okay, that are not good with money, especially since a lot of them are pro-athletes, just not good with money. I'm sorry, they're not good with money. Um, Perfect example of that whole thing is Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson made $365 million in his career and is filing for divorce. And he's only been with one woman in his life, and they asked him, his monthly income is $65,000 a month. Me, you, and about a million gazillion other people could live pretty comfortable on sixty five thousand dollars a month.
2: Most most his people expenses, don't live on sixty five thousand dollars a year.
0: I know that. Yeah. His
3: his expenses are two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. Okay? Like, come on.
2: I, I I don't know how
3: you do that. Yeah, I was speechless too. My mind.
2: But, you, you know what the funny thing is? Is that at 44 years old, he thinks that he could come up to the CFL and play.
3: Well, yeah. because people still think the CFL is a joke. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And are we uh, going
3: to? Is this going to be another Johnny
1: Manziel thing, where the uh, where the uh, media just jumps all over it too, and this is all we hear about?
3: I I guarantee you. I don't you. want I to hear it again. You. I guarantee you,
1: forty-four-year-old uh, receiver. Yeah, that's that's really the way to get things done. bringing some old guy. Look well, at how it, well Ocho Cinco it's for, did. For, it's publicity.
2: Hang, hang on, hang on, guys. Look at Johnny Manziel and what he's done to the Canadian football team, football league, south of the border. Can you imagine if Terrell Owens suited up for the Edmonton Eskimos? It would be a media frenzy. Edmonton is not big enough for the amount of media trucks that would show up from America. You'd have to expand the city limits. Is that a good thing? Probably a fair comment. Well, okay. I mean,
0: think about it.
2: Right right now – Right now, right now in the United States, prior to anything to do with Johnny Manziel, this was a a stat from last year, that 10% of the U.S. population either followed or closely followed the CFL. 10%. But 10% of 350 million people is 35 million people. 35 million people in America follow the CFL. That's as much as every man, woman, and child in Canada. Yep. If we can
0: expand that
2: in America, how could that possibly be a bad thing? Terrell Owens coming to Canada would be dumb, but you see my point on the on the media. It's a good thing. Now I just got Blog Talk Bitch just told me my show's over and I better shut up. So I'm going to do that. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 256. I've been your host Christopher Jones. I know I didn't introduce myself at the beginning. I introduced everybody else but me. Anyhow. Um, we just did our uh, week two preview show, and we are going to watch the games this weekend, and come back to you Sunday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time, uh, guys. It was a good show, guys. Thanks very much for coming in. I enjoyed myself. We uh, we talked to the wire. Uh, Charles, say good night. Good night, folks.
1: Thanks for listening, and uh,
2: we will talk to you
1: after the games on Sunday night.
2: Chris. It's good to have you back on the show, man. I, it, I really missed you this season. have
4: you back. Oh, that's nice to hear. It's nice to hear, and thanks. Uh, good night, everybody, and uh, sorry for being late, but uh, it happens. And I'll talk to you guys on Sunday.
2: Will, say good night.
3: Good night, everybody. Watch football this weekend.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, Mark, Mark, we did miss you. Take care.